We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 165. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the April snow. What does does April snow bring? Well, uh, irritated people that are ready for summer. (laughs) Exactly. There's a, yeah, yeah, we got a cold front coming and got some snow. I mean, you wouldn't tell it today. What did we get? Like 72? It was like. Beautiful, beautiful today. today. Sunny skies and stuff. But, you know, there you go with, with April. And uh, our, our buddy Mike Griffin, meteorologist, uh, posted a meme on uh, Facebook just a while ago, and I was just laughing about it. Like, uh, was it April showers bring snow plowers? Mm. So I thought, no, that yeah, was Yeah, but they're of... in Cleveland. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, they always get snow up there, yeah. don't they? Like in July or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, we got some changes on the way. It is April. T- today's April 19th. We're two-thirds of the way through April. Flying by. Yeah. So did you guys get out and kayak today? No. Oh, well, I didn't either. I <laughs> frolicked in the garden that I have to move in tomorrow night because of the cold. Oh, yeah. So our living room is going to be a jungle. Hmm. But, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I slept. Yeah, you, yeah, yep. you slept, and Corey did all the work. I washed the car. Again? Like yep. he does every day. <laughs> yep. You got that free monthly pass. You got to wash it every day, don't you? Mm. I was free. Well, well, no, no. I mean, but it's like a monthly thing. I was. I keep thinking, I'm going to run my car through the car wash, and then I look in the forecast the next day. It's like, oh, we're going to have showers. Well, that's pointless for well, me. Well, if you wash it every day, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I'm not that. We had a lot to... of pollen on our car this morning, so I thought, well, I better get that off there. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I got some interesting new stuff in the in the pollen report later. So, anyway, cold front tonight. We are recording this about eight fifteen p.m. on Monday, April nineteenth, and uh, Corey and I are watching radar, and there's a cold front that's getting ready to move right through Springfield. Yeah, not only was I watching radar, I was watching my drone a while ago. Did you see that? I was. Yeah. You could see the sun setting kind of through a boundary. It looked like it must be the cold front because that's kind of the way I was pointed in. Yeah. And it was really cool how the sun sun kind of did a little optical illusion thing when it went through. <laughs> it was pretty neat. Yeah. It, he went through drone withdrawals there for a couple of weeks. Well. Yeah, I did. I left my battery Easter. in Oklahoma, so I didn't have one. So now I have it back, so I had to get it up and... Fly. You still it, haven't got the been, battery back from Miami? No, I got it back. Oh. That's why he can fly it now. Oh, I thought you got A couple oh. days ago. Gotcha. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and those those drone shots are awesome. So what do you do? You hyperlapse them, right? You just kind of speed them up a little bit and make them kind of not time lapsey. It's a little different, right? Uh, it depends. A hyperlapse is when the drone's moving, and time lapse is when the drone's sitting still. Gotcha. Oh, see? That's why we need to have a video guy. 
I didn't know that. That's not just a drone. I mean, it's everything. Your little camera has hyperlapse and time lapse. Hyperlapse is if you're moving. Is it, yeah, like going down the road. Right. Like, oh. Because I just deal with time lapses. And I wish this cold front was coming more in the daytime because I would love to set the new camera up and kind of well, watch it. Well, it was very visible, maybe just because it was, you know, dusk, but it, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, and you're going to post that after the... Yeah, if I if I got a decent enough shot, I'll post it later. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, we love those cloud things. So anyway, cold front moving through. If the wind... I mean, nobody's going to listen to this till tomorrow, but, <laughs> you know, anytime a cold front or boundary comes through, the wind shifts, and that's how you know the front has... The boundary has actually moved through your area. So, tomorrow's Tuesday. we got some cold air coming in. Winter weather advisories are out for Springfield, uh, Kansas, northwest Missouri for some snow. And I think Branson is going to be seeing some snow tomorrow. I don't Yeah. Maybe. I think it's going to be a, a mix at best. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, no accumulation. I mean, they they keep upping. Remember, we it was nothing, and then nothing for Springfield, and now all of a sudden, yeah, models are wanting to push it, which they do. You know, you you look at those short short term models, they'll kind of tweak everything, and they moved it. So basically, Branson forecast grid as of tonight is calling for uh, a half inch or less, and that'll be on grassy surfaces. It shouldn't cause any problems with the roadways. The ground's too warm. You know, and then, uh, you know, it's not going to stick. I mean, we're in, we're in April 19th, so we're not, it would have to snow a lot like it is up in Topeka. Topeka and Manhattan, Kansas area are looking for one to four inches of snow. Can you believe that? Uh, I checked I, their forecast grid. <laughs> I just don't want to talk about snow. I'm in, I'm in warm weather mode. Okay, me I too. need that warm weather so I can go out and walk, and so I can garden, and so my tomatoes will grow. I, I need the clouds to go away. I just need some sun for yeah. a few days. Yeah, consistent, not sun right. for one day and right. then blah, and then we're doing that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully this is. I mean, I'm going to quit saying. Well, I think this is the last we're going to see because I always get, you know, beaten down by Mother Nature. So here we are. I mean, we. I keep bringing it up. Well, we had that little kind of snowy thing on May 4th, which I don't think, well, I can't say we're not going to have, I don't know. It's just, I'm just going to keep quiet about it. Mm. So, but the big news is really not the snow. The big news is the hard freeze we're getting ready to have. And that is tomorrow night, Tuesday night, uh, a freeze warning goes into effect at 9 p.m., through 9 a.m. Wednesday, and that's what you were referring to. You got to take all of those plants inside. I've been watching the past few nights. I hung a thermometer out there on my tomato cage. I didn't get too bad last night. I only got down to 39 or 40, and they can withstand that. But uh, we're talking hard freeze tomorrow night, or Tuesday night. Into yeah, Wednesday I recall morning. somebody being frustrated last year because he kept having to drag peppers in and out. <laughs> so it's okay. He doesn't mind if it's just tomatoes and yeah, yeah. They weren't my peppers, right? But you got ever you got other stuff. You got tomatoes and strawberries yeah, and I got it all. Kumquats and avocados <laughs> and pineapples. Pineapple, yeah, pineapples. Coconuts. You got coconuts out there, no? Bananas. You? Oh, it's really hard. Is getting the palm tree to grow? Uh, yeah, but. Yeah. And think putting it in your living room, that's going to be a thing. 
No, but all seriousness, um, they do. The National Weather Service does keep kind of lowering that temperature. So now it looks like Springfield, uh, the latest grid says the low of 23. Now that's lower than they were saying. The first they had it a couple of days ago, they said, well, maybe 27. Then they kind of lowered it to 25. Now they've lowered it to 23. So uh, Joplin. That heat's going to have to come on. Yeah. I haven't turned my. Mine never went off. <laughs> well, share is always cold. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're gonna have to gonna have to worry about that. I mean, if you are a farmer uh, or orchard, you know, crop grower, this is something serious. And when you get down to twenty three degrees, you're doing some serious damage. Anything below twenty eight, in my opinion, is bad news. Yeah, Branson is uh, the grid has us at twenty seven. So they can't just cover their plants. They can't just throw blankets over them. Uh, well, well, yeah. If you're, that's uh, if it's going to be that below freezing for twelve hours, that's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get a little, and I don't recommend it, but some people get little heaters out there and heat their stuff with blankets and then a little space heater or something like that. But mm. you don't want to burn anything down. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, and I I think covering works for like you were saying like twenty eight thirty something just kind of let him breathe. Really, all it. I need to do is turn on the grill for the night. You know, just oh, there you go. Turn on because <laughs> it's right there on the patio next to the tomatoes. So you know, perfect. Well, you think the building would would help? You know, heat it a probably bit. would. Yeah, but still, oh, I don't know. So if you're, you know, they issued that freeze watch pretty early. That was like a day and a half ago they issued that getting ready, yeah. and which I I totally agree with that because. You know, if you got crops and acres and stuff, this this is really going to impact it. I just wish it would just stop doing this, you know, and just, you know, Corey. It's going to stop. We're going to switch. We're going to have a switch. It's going to warm up, you know, basically a week from today is going to be 80. So, yeah, my opinion is it's going to warm up and we're going to get a storm before May. Nice. And then it's going to turn May and then we're going to it's going to be storm season. Well, the GFS is suggesting something kind of interesting around the 28th. Yeah. Now, it looks like it's just to the south of us, but now the 28th, that's nine days from now. So we, we can't lock onto anything. So that's going to move. Um, the Canadian is, yeah, I need to check the Canadian because that's, Canadian goes 10 days out. So I should have cross-referenced with the Canadian, uh, which does pretty good. So I guess the Canadian was right this time. Remember last week we were talking about Canadian always wants to put more snow? Well, that's what it's kind of doing. You need to cross Canadian the, the reference. I was thinking cross Canadian ragweed. That's a band. Sorry, I went over your head. Cross Canadian reference. Yep. Okay, moving on. You're okay. getting him a yay yeah. for that? <laughs> no, that's a boo. <laughs> yeah, but, but like you said, I mean, after this comes... Out, we're going to go through a wet period. I noticed this was interesting. Thursday evening through Saturday morning, we got a, a system coming through. The uh, GFS is locked into this rain, and then we're going to have this ginormous warm up. Um, the four, now this is forecast grid for Branson. Saturday sixty six, Sunday seventy three, Monday eighty. Like you yeah. said, it's like a whole week from now, 80 degrees. Well, that means it'll probably be 84, 85. I know. <laughs> yeah, they always undercut it, <laughs> do something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now you said, what is it, uh, 70s is okay to go kayaking out there? 
Well, if you're my wife, it has to be like 94. Well, yeah, true. I, I'll I do 70. <laughs> she, she's gonna I'm, get I'm that okay. stare. <laughs> it wasn't 90 when we went I last love time. It. I love anything over 75. Is just perfect for disc golf and just being outside. Oh, you know, yeah. Between 75 and 85 is just my perfect weather. Yeah, 60 is good for me for disc golf because I get out there, start sweating, and I still got the yeah the, the coolness. But I don't know. And they don't open your pool until next month. I don't I know. Think I asked. No, they they've them. started. They're moving stuff oh. out already. Oh, there you go. They got the ladders and stuff out there. And the ropes and the tables. Okay, we'll Sherry's see. excited. Yeah, you want to get out there and get some of that vitamin I D. I don't care if they open the pool. I just want to be able to get in the gate and lay out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if the pool's covered or not. <laughs> you can go to, to to Table Rock Lake and do that or whatever. Yeah, so we're watching that. I mean, if you're a farmer or, you know, gardener or whatever, I think my mother is all, she didn't have any flowers yet, so this is great for her. She doesn't have to, you know, go out and cover the plants and or water them or anything right now. Well, I planted flowers this year, which I never do. So I got flowers, I got vegetables, and I got berries, and I got it all, so. Wow. Ooh, what? Oh, what berries? You got strawberries. You got strawberries. I also have blackberries, but, you know. They're not supposed to come in until next season. We'll see what happens. It's kind of an experiment. Uh, you need to take a picture because all the stuff you're talking about, I, I'm just imagining this huge greenhouse. Yeah. They're it, pots. They're big old pots. Oh, okay. It's like family size, not like community size. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm trying to think of the right words. I don't I'll know. have more than I need. That's for sure. No, okay, there you go. <laughs> well, like I say, if you have any extra tomatoes, yeah, you know, especially tomatoes because he's the only one that eats them. Yeah, yeah. Now your kids, they don't eat tomatoes either. No, Grayson does, but he's off to college. I mean, he'll come back, but yeah, he wants I got, you to I got onions. We'll do the tomatoes and onions on sandwiches, and who knows what. He nice. tried to tell me earlier today that like homegrown tomatoes are like candy. I was like, Ugh. I don't know where you were Ugh. trick or treating and stuff, but. They handed me tomatoes. I'd have been. <laughs> I think my mother said that too. It's kind best. of. Ew. I just never acquired the taste to it. I just can't. Do they it. have to be homegrown, though. I I don't like store bought. No, my, my parents homegrown. would grow them. I would actually try them, and it's like, nope. I <laughs> used to tolerate them briefly as a child. I they would slice them, and I would put some salt on them and eat them. I must have temporarily lost my mind because I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. And then you're like, nah, I don't want these. I don't know. No, I'll I'll just stick to broccoli. You you should raise broccoli. That'd be fun. I'm, I'm okay. I'm. <laughs> He's not a broccoli fan. Not oh, a really? Fan. Well, see now next year, you'll have this entire herb garden. That's what I envision. Your whole your whole house just covered. I could in do herbs. herbs, but I'm not a big fan. They're easy to do. You can do those, you know, inside next to a window. Oh, that's right. You can grow those in your sill. Eh, I choose not to. I'll just buy it in the can. So, okay, well, let's get to the next segment. <laughs> I have been sneezing and everything because we've had nice weather, but uh, some very interesting pollen forecasts because of this big freeze coming up. Uh, pollen.com says the predominant pollens this week are ash, birch, and alder. A-L-D-E-R, alder. Uh What's that? Uh, they have that right here? Some kind of tree. Uh, or is it alderberry? I don't know. It said alder. elderberry. Oh, that's elderberry. Okay. So, yeah, alder. I don't uh, know. I don't know. Uh, Monday, today, pollen count is high. Tuesday is medium low. 
Wonder why. Got rain and snow moving in. Wednesday and Thursday is medium. Friday's back to high. And Springfield uh, says mold is high. So I thought that was fascinating. Uh, trees are high, of course. Mulberry, oak, and sycamore. So I guess sycamore's starting to hmm. come into play. So you get those allergy pills and eye drops and all sorts of stuff. I'm just inundating my entire body, so I'm not going to sneeze and itch. Huh. Uh, well, I don't know. They don't bother me, so I know. See, he's lucky, and you're not. You haven't been bothered me. It's just me then. Just you. Yeah, I guess because I'm old. That's what. That's what it. Well, I never used to ever have spring allergies ever. I'd be just sailing right through, but then ragweed would hit me. I started saying, there's one that always bothered me, and I would get a. I mean, like I'd feel like I had the flu for a week or so. Like I would get miserable. I don't remember what it was. COVID. And it was every yeah, year really. where the weather I'm would I'm allergic to COVID. Yeah, I think a lot of people are allergic to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's it for the pollen. So now let's get to... The Storm Dar Watching Report. And Corey has some really interesting fun news. So, Corey, why don't you tell everybody your exciting news? Uh, I don't know how exciting it is. It's expected. Mm-hmm. We had a hummingbird. We've had, I don't know if he's the same hummingbird, but we've, we're getting them every day. Yeah, we got him in Branson uh, now. My first day sighting was uh, April 15th. Yep. And how many times have we said April 15th? You April said 15th. April 15th. Yeah, uh, right. So April 15th. I even texted Rando during the day and said, I haven't had a hummingbird yet. I haven't had a hummingbird yet. <laughs> then about you know an hour later, I texted, there There he is. It sent yeah. me a picture. There yep. it was, sitting on the tomato we thing. We named him Henry. Every year's name is Henry. <gasps> Okay. We swear it's the same guy. Comes back every year. Well, they're supposed to. Well, your fun facts said the the hummingbirds remember everything. Yep. Wow. Every flower they've ever visited. With their little, what'd you say their brain was like? Size of a what? I don't remember a pea. Uh, uh, no, a mustard <laughs> seed. <laughs> it was a mustard seed. It's the size of a hummingbird brain. <laughs> yeah. So you just have one, or do you have more than one? I've only seen one at a time. I don't know if he's the same one or not. Ah. But, okay. You know. They I don't think the territorial. Uh, I don't think the army of hummingbirds has really made it to brains. I think these are still scouts because there's. Oh, okay. I only see them like once per day, if that. Nice. So well, I got a little. Hum- I got a little tomato cage. He was, you know. I think he likes the. He likes that. It. He approves of his perch because it's right <laughs> underneath the. So he can the guard feeder. the feeder. Oh, that's right. As long as he leaves my tomatoes alone, because you know they have yellow flowers too. Oh, that's right. But I, I haven't seen him bother him. Well, my mom says at her house, she lives just north of the city limits of Springfield. She says that, that hers always arrives on the 20th, which is tomorrow. But she's worried that the cold snap might, you know, kind of keep them back. But I don't know. I don't know if the cold air. Well, you know, I've seen them in the cold, you know, after like last year, it got kind of chilly and they were still here. Because it was after like like three or four days after they got here, we had a little cold snap, and they were still feeding. I mean, they were still active. Oh, but you know, they might be little meteorologists and could see that coming and hold off on the trek to Springfield for a week or so. Yeah, I mean, we could. Now, I we unless did, they're already there. Yeah, we did put her her uh, feeder out, so it's kind of sitting there waiting. Uh, so they should know if we any you know she had any from last year. Uh, they'll they'll remember and so i will 
tell my mother, she'll probably listen to this tomorrow and just say, just text me. She will. She will text me uh, when they come in. She also said the Wrens are still scouting, and in her words, they are looking for something the ladies might like. So, you know, we know those Wrens go out there and check out the apartments, and it's like, how's this, me lady? And then the, the ladies go, I don't like this one. Go find another one. So it could be. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what a wren looks like. I know robins, and I know hummingbirds. Yeah. Unless it's like a cardinal or a blue jay or something like that. Yeah, if they have colors, I know it. Yeah, Yeah. blue jay, cardinal. (laughs) Yeah, so let's hope this this frost and freeze, you know, doesn't hinder, hamper. I mean, we've been hearing... Uh, you made that post, and and some people around the area were commenting, saying they have seen them and they haven't. So I guess they're kind yeah. of slowly, like you said, one by one, kind of scouting out the area and, yep. and making that. Uh, well, I know it's mid-April, but uh, we still have frost and freeze out there, so we pulled out the weather school. Uh, all about frost and freeze and what the, the warnings and advisories mean. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The National Weather Service has placed the area under a frost advisory. Typically, frost can occur when the temperature falls below 36 degrees, especially in rural areas. It is a localized phenomena and can be quite variable across a small area. While the National Weather Service does not keep track of frost in observations per se, they do keep track of when temperatures hit the freezing mark or fall below. Frost becomes more widespread when the temperature falls below 32 degrees, with some freeze possible. Let's talk about the different types of frost. There's hoar frost, also called radiation frost, and that refers to white ice crystals deposited on the ground or loosely attached to exposed objects such as wires or leaves. It forms on cold, clear nights when conditions are such that heat radiates out to the open air faster than it can be replaced from nearby sources, like wind or warm objects. Hoarfrost may develop even when the air temperature a few feet above the ground is well above freezing. The word hoar, H-O-A-R, comes from an Old English adjective that means showing signs of old age. In this context, it refers to the frost that makes trees and bushes look like white hair. There's white frost, and that is a solid deposition of ice that forms directly from water vapor in the air. White frost forms when the relative humidity is above 90% and the temperature is below 18 degrees. It grows against the wind direction, and the wind can't be too strong or else it damages the delicate icy structures as they begin to form. White frost resembles a heavy coating of hoarfrost with big interlocking crystals, usually needle-shaped. 
There's window frost, also called fern frost or ice flowers, and that forms when a glass pane is exposed to very cold air on the outside and warmer and moderately moist air on the inside. If the pane is not a good insulator, for example, if it's a single window pane, then water vapor condenses on the glass, forming frost patterns. With very low temperatures outside, frost can appear on the bottom of the window, even with double pane energy efficient windows, because the air advection between the two panes of glass ensures that the bottom part of the glazing unit is colder than the top part. On unheated motor vehicles, the frost will usually form on the outside surface of the glass first. There's advection frost, also called wind frost, and that refers to tiny ice spikes that form when very cold wind is blowing over tree branches, poles, and other surfaces. It looks like rimming on the edges of flowers and leaves and usually forms against the direction of the wind. It can occur at any hour, day, or night. Black frost, or a killing frost, is not strictly speaking frost at all because it is the condition seen in crops when the humidity is too low for frost to form, but the temperature falls so low that plant tissues freeze and become blackened, hence the term black frost. Black frost is often called killing frost because white frost tends to be less cold, partly because the latent heat of the freezing of the water reduces the temperature drop. There's rime, R-I-M-E, and that is a type of ice deposition that occurs quickly, often under heavily humid and windy conditions. Technically speaking, it's not a type of frost since usually supercooled water droplets are involved, in contrast to the formation of hoarfrost in which water vapor desubliminates slowly and directly. Ships traveling through Arctic seas may accumulate large quantities of rime on the rigging, but unlike hoarfrost, which has a feathery appearance, rime generally has an icy and solid appearance. A frost advisory is issued when conditions warrant the development of frost, especially in low-lying areas. Frost usually forms on those cold nights with very little wind, aided by a large area of cold high pressure. Again, frost can develop when temperatures are above freezing, but when temps are forecasted to fall below freezing for at least three hours, then a freeze warning is issued. Freeze warnings are only issued in the fall and spring. In the fall, a freeze warning is usually issued once, when the forecasted temperatures are expected to be cold enough to put an end to the growing season. Temps from 29 to 32 degrees for a few hours overnight will kill off sensitive plants, but temps below 28 degrees tend to harm the most hardy vegetation. In the spring, freeze warnings are issued after the growing season starts and is an alert to farmers and gardeners to be sure and protect their crops. Here's some things to know if you get under a frost advisory or a freeze warning in the spring. Wet soil holds heat better than dry soil, protecting roots and warming air near the soil. Bed sheets, drop cloths, blankets, and plastic sheets make suitable covers for vulnerable plants. 
use stakes to keep material, especially plastic, from touching the foliage. But be sure to remove the coverings when temperatures rise the next day. When we start seeing frost advisories or freeze warnings in the fall, then we know what's just around the corner. Winter. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Brr, I'm kind of tired of the cold and the frost and the freeze. I'm with Corey. Let's get on with warmer weather. It's time to go on now, so... Okay, so let's get to in other news. Uh, I've got one thing, so I want to talk about this. Um, I'm going to eventually do a weather school on this because I keep talking about acronyms like, you know, like NOA and PNA and PDO and all stuff like that. And I explained them, but I thought, you know, I'm just going to put them in a weather school. But for now, what I have is we have what's called a positive PNA. And PNA stands for Pacific North American Teleconnection. And it's all about the mass grid of flow, airflow around the planet. And when you have a certain uh, PNA, either positive or negative, um, it will affect the weather. So I want to read just a little bit. Uh, You guys will probably laugh at me because this website I got this from... I thought it was OpensNow.com, and I read it. <laughs> I know. I kept saying OpensNow, and then I realized it's Open, open Snow. snow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Here, here, let me, I'll give myself one of those. Yeah, I don't. I when I saw it at the OpensNow.com, okay, that's an interesting site. Anyway, but anyway, it it gives a little brief definition. Uh, so I'm going to read part of that. The term teleconnection refers to a linkage between the weather patterns occurring in different regions of the globe. Identifying these teleconnection patterns can help us to forecast more specific weather patterns. So a positive phase, which is what we are in now, brings warmer and drier weather to the west and colder and wetter wetter weather, (laughs) it's hard to say, to the east. So the graphic, they say, is a high pressure like off of California, and then the jet stream is going pretty much right down just east of the Rockies, and that's going to allow a low pressure and colder air to come down into the central U.S., which is what we have right now. Uh, That's because uh, of that high and low pressure. Now, a negative phase of the PNA pattern, it says, brings colder and wetter weather to the west and warmer and drier weather to the east. And so that is denoted by uh, a high pressure in the Bay of Alaska, but low pressure uh, just south of Alaska. And that's in it. They have another low pressure, like in Oregon, on the West Coast, and that's going to shift that jet stream with a high pressure over, like Alabama, and the clockwise, you know, airflow around that is going to push warmer air up into the middle. So when we have a negative PNA, Pacific North American Teleconnection pattern, we here in Missouri will be warmer. And so that's what that's why we're having this cold snap. We've got a positive PNA and that's going to happen through the end of the week and that's what's bringing us the snow, but then that's going to quickly move and like we talked about in the first block is is going to warm right back up. So that's my that is my PNA 
opensnow.com. <laughs> Opensnow.com. Huh. I know. Anyway, so you got anything over there, Corey? Or? I sent a storm report to the National Weather Service in Springfield for some pea-sized tail yesterday in Springfield that you sent me a picture that of. That was wild. That was wild. Yeah, I was on, I was going to Springfield about 3.30, 4 o'clock or whatever on Highway 65 going north and to my left or west, I could see this big, you know, like, you know, rain, what do you call it, rain shield block or whatever, they call it something, rain curtain. Yeah. Yeah, rain curtain. And I thought, that's really cool. So I, you know, tried to snap a picture, send it to Corey and it's like, look at this. And so getting all excited. So then I went to Kearney Street, which is the northern, uh, it's just south of I-44 to go. I was going to the pharmacy. So I turned west and I saw it and I told Corey, it's like, I'm getting ready to run into this thing. And all of a sudden it kind of started raining and it started hailing. And I'm like, Corey, it, I, I'm getting hail right now, and it just got... Was it consistent like hail, or was it more of a grapple? I mean, because, I mean... No, it was hail. I, I was seeing no hail on the on the radar, and it's just a tiny little shower. That was just the weirdest thing. Was weird. Yeah, the thing is, the rain wasn't heavy. That's the thing. It was, I would say, a light to moderate kind of shower, and all of a sudden, the hail started. And it, I mean, bouncing. This was hail. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm pulling up to National and... Uh, 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 yeah, National and Carney pulling into the Walgreens, and all of a sudden it gets heavier. And I'm trying to get my video camera out because, like, nobody's going to believe this. <laughs> you know, no thunder, nothing. It's just this little rain shield. And so, anyway, I, I, I told Corey, it's like, post this. This is just really bizarre. And I tried to get a picture. But I mean, that's not really that uncommon this time of year. And we always say in the, the late fall, early spring, and winter, the freezing line up in the atmosphere is really low because when you get a severe thunderstorm in the late spring and summer, the freezing line is way up, what, 30,000 30, feet some, sometimes way up there? I should have done a scan to see how tall that thing was because oh, that'd it, it cool. couldn't have been very high. No. I didn't no. think it was high. Yeah. And really, you say, you know, early spring. This isn't early spring anymore. I know. We're almost to May. But we're we were colder. That's the yeah, thing. It right. was so cold that, that the freezing line was probably like 3,000 feet up there. So you get any type of lift that's going to go up, it's going to freeze those raindrops. So it was it was really cool. I mean, I wasn't scared. I mean, it wasn't a, you know, I, like in severe thunderstorm, you never know if that hail just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's yeah. going to damage. So I thought that's... And then... As soon as it quit, literally within about 20 seconds when it quit, the sun came out and everything was over. That's how small this thing was. Yeah. It's a little line. So if you're, if you're interested, um, it is in on our Facebook page. Just go, just scroll down. It's there somewhere. Corey posted some great pictures of the, the radar, the rain shield, uh, rain curtain, and then the uh, my windshield where I had some hail in there. It was about pea size. It wasn't yeah. huge. So anyway, yeah, that was really, really fascinating. And I heard from Reed Timmer, which is our extreme, not our, but a extreme meteorologist that goes out and chases tornadoes. People in the weather world know him. Uh, he stated that April 2011 was the most active month for tornadoes in recorded history. And Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I... I kind of trust him because he's he's all up inside it, you know. Because there's there's some agencies I go, mm, I need to cross reference that. But but if Reed Reed says it, I I'm pretty much, you know, 
believe that. So, and and we all know 2011 was really active. That's when the uh, that's the Joplin tornado, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, or was that 12? No, that was 11. May 2011. Yeah, in May. So that was that was intense. So that that was my in other news. So I had that. You don't you have anything over there? Laura? I have breaking news. Uh-oh. Didi, come on, Sheriff. My sister's knee hurt. She's feeling the oh, weather change in her knee. Uh-oh. It's not breaking news. Rain and cold go away. Not wait till she sees snow. Wait. So she's forecasting the weather with her knee. Because her knee hurts. She feels it. Well, I can feel it too when my knee hurts. I mean, I know when I have a friend that lives in Nebraska and she's complaining about it being cold living in Nebraska. I'm like, if you lived in Missouri, it'd be cold here too. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I do think there's some truth to that. I mean, if there's pressure change, people think it's, you know, it's temperature change, it's more pressure oriented. So, I don't know. I I can't knock it. You know, I'm going to get to the age where I'm starting to hurt. You know, all the time, just because I'm getting old up there. Wow. So, well, let's see if she's right. Tell her to document every hour. I wonder what the temperature for her need already hurt. You would think she would be the weather would already be changing, right? Right. Let's see what my dad's weather station has. She's in Miami, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm bringing it up here. Interesting. Stormdar weather station has 54.7. Okay. And. My dad's weather station. Ooh, is warmer than ours at fifty-eight point five. So yeah. Okay, I have some kind of breaking news too. Okay. So. Okay, I just looked at radar. It's eight forty-nine on Monday, and the front is just now in the middle of Springfield. So if you are living north of the front, your wind has shifted to the north. I can tell you my dad's wind is coming out of the north, 8.1 miles per hour. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, let me switch to to Tulsa radar. Yep. They are uh-huh. – it is south. It's next to uh, Wyandotte, Seneca, Fairland. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? Well, it's not that here. It's still, still doing our – but it's on its way, so it's it's. They got a nice it. breeze in Miami coming from the north. Let's see uh, what nice. we're doing here. We're not doing. I don't think there's much of a breeze here. Nah, probably not. I didn't get much on. The, I was flying the drone earlier. There was not. Didn't get much. Uh, many wind warnings on my drone. Oh, yeah. that's right. Because you get those wind warning things, don't you? It tells me whether what the velocities are. I mean, I mean, don't tell me what the velocities are, but they'll tell me if it's too high to fly a drone. Oh, okay. And I'm like, Psh, come on. Kidding me? Well, yeah. Now so. we're still out of the uh, <laughs> southeast at 0.4 miles per hour here. Oh, so, so we're just kind of sitting ducks right, at this point, right. waiting for that cold front. Ooh, that kind of makes sense. Okay. Well, I think it's time for our next segment. Where did I find it over here? There it is. Here we go. Get ready to get... Educated, it's Shara's Fun Facts. It's Shara's Fun Facts. She's been looking through these fun, fun facts throughout the entire podcast. So, <laughs> I think. I had most of them before we started. That's true. Yeah, you were looking over there. So. I don't know how fun these are, but. <laughs> okay, so what's the theme for this week? It's that time of year. It got postponed a little bit this year, but yeah. technically it's tax season. Tax season. Okay, so. 
What you got? So I found us some fun tax facts. Fun. Fun facts. Okay. Fun. <laughs> fun, ta- fun tax, tax facts. facts. <laughs> okay. Can't do that one. Fun tax. 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 Oh. Uh, many people pay no tax. According to the Tax Policy Center, 42.8% of tax filers will owe no individual income tax or have negative taxable income for 2020 because COVID. Ah, right. The average refund is worth thousands. As of February 21st, the average income tax refund was $3,125, according to the Internal Revenue Service, within with 48 million individual returns processed, the IRS has paid out more than 37.5 million refunds. That's wow. as of February 21st. Okay. They've already paid out that much. Albert Einstein apparently found taxes more inscrutable than theoretical physics. He once said, the hardest thing in the world to understand is the income tax. I mean, the man was a math genius. Yeah. And yet he didn't understand taxes. That's, what does that say about our tax system? Yeah, right. <laughs> According to the IRS, the average time is it used to take to complete a Form 1040 was 16 hours. A 1040A took seven hours, and a 1040EZ took five hours. Overall, the average was 13 hours. So in 2019, the IRS processed more than 154 million individual tax returns, equivalent to about 83.4 million days worth of prep time. Oh, my Lord. What a waste. Yeah. We spend way too much time doing our taxes. Yes, we shouldn't have to do that. Okay, I'm probably saying this. Astronaut Jack, is it Swigert? Sure. Okay. The command module pilot for Apollo 13. Okay, remember he got to go because someone got sick and didn't get to go. He got the assignment at the last minute because of health concerns surrounding another astronaut. In the rush, Swigert neglected to file his taxes. According to the transcript of the moment he realized his mistake, so remember everything they said aboard was recorded, the crew on the ground thought he was joking, but Swigert was seriously asking, how in the world do I file an extension from space? (laughs) (laughs) I think they'll let it slide. Probably, yeah. So, also, if you want to be a tattletale or a whistleblower, Mm -hmm. the IRS pays people to provide information on someone who did not pay their taxes. The whistleblower can get up to 30% of what the IRS collects in back taxes, penalties, and interest. Oh, my gosh. So, if you know anyone not paying their taxes... If you huh. work for a large corporation that's not paying their taxes, mm-hmm. be a whistleblower, get 30%. <laughs> you won't have a job, but maybe you won't need right. one after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do the crime, you pay the tax. Even money earned illegally is subject to tax. Some states require drug dealers to pay taxes on the drugs they sell. The tax must the the tax may be due as soon as the drug is in their possession, meaning someone caught with drugs may have to pay a fine for unpaid taxes on top of the punishment for their other crimes. To pay the tax anonymously, dealers can buy tax stamps and affix them to the containers of the controlled substances. Oh my gosh, that is funny. weird. 
That's really strange. In 1987, there was a new tax law that made children disappear. An IRS rule change in 1987 required taxpayers to list their dependents' social security numbers for the first time. As a result, about 7 million children, a tenth of all dependent children in the country at the time, disappeared. Okay. So I guess they didn't want to list their children, and suddenly, where'd all the kids go? Wow. Taxes have made Delaware the corporate capital. So we all know different states have different tax laws and different amounts that they owe and whatnot. Yeah. Delaware has a low 8.7% flat tax on corporations. Likely the reason about half of all publicly traded companies in the country consider it home. A single address in Wilmington, 1209 North Orange Street, is the legal address of more than 300,000 companies. How is that even legal? <laughs> How do 300,000 companies get to use the same exact address? That's not right. That just ain't right. for a tax break. Yeah. Madison Square Garden Can gets, I say something? Uh, yes. Okay. Last uh, September, the Kansas City Royals were purchased. Uh, which I'm watching a Royals game. That's why I was... I You're not paying the attention Kansas to Kansas City Royals have moved. <laughs> Not actually, but legally, the Royals changed their legal home from Missouri to Delaware last fall. During the process of the team's sale from David Glass, who was a big Walmart CEO, to a group headed by John Sherman. So they are legally based in Delaware now. Is their because address of that. 1209 North Orange probably, Street? Probably. Probably. <laughs> it that doesn't would, say that. That would make, yeah. <laughs> I a, mean... 300,000 other companies are using it. Why not? It's sure. A, it's a Delaware uh, LLC, a limited liability company in Delaware. So. I would think that they would find a loophole and not allow them to be able to do that. I know. It says corporate laws are much more universal in Delaware. Interesting. Yeah, there's a flat rate. Interesting. But at least they have a minor league team in Delaware. They used to until this year, I think. But, yeah. They're based in Delaware now, and so are many other corporations. 300,000. Yeah. I, <laughs> At least. That's crazy. <laughs> At that one address. That's, one. that's just one address. <laughs> Who knows how many are actually in Delaware? Yeah, really. So next time you buy something, it says it's coming from Delaware. Is it really? <laughs> Could be the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> Madison Square Garden gets a huge tax break. So Madison Square Garden, the iconic New York sports music and entertainment venue, has not had to pay property taxes since 1982. The arrangement was supposed to end after 10 years, according to then Mayor Edward Koch. But due to the disputed wording of the agreement, it remains intact still. So the break has cost New York City an estimated $555 million over the years. Great. Like, wouldn't you just feel bad like you are in New York City and you're taking money from your own city? I guess not. I will. So they haven't paid taxes since 1982. That's crazy. Hmm. Our tax system is broken. It is. It is totally broken. It is broken. All right. Taxes make... So... Apparently, they decided they didn't have enough jobs and they needed some more money. So, fortune tellers, astrologers, and witches were all added to Romania's labor code in 2011, meaning they now have to pay income tax and contribute to the country's social programs. 
Some witches cast curses on the government in response, although others felt it legitimized their work. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm for real now. <laughs> okay. To pay income taxes. Get the witches and warlocks <clears throat> and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Slicing a bagel can cost you. In New York, cutting a bagel turns it into prepared food, which means the store must now add an 8.875% sales tax to the price. So if you buy it whole, it's fine. It's just a grocery item. Uh-huh. They cut it in half, it's now a prepared food, and you got to pay a higher tax rate. That's not right. It was that way with a lot of things. There was certain candy bars that because of the ingredients, some of them are some of them are grocery items and some of them are candy items and there's different taxes for each item. It's I learned some interesting tax facts. Yes. The Latin word for tax is taxo. It means I estimate. So Okay, taxo means I, I estimate. estimate. Hmm. I'm gonna have to use that. Okay, I Ta- want to tax- hear you use that in a sentence. Okay, taxo, <laughs> trace of snow for Branson. I estimate All trace right. of snow. For, okay. <laughs> in 1913, the federal tax code was only 400 pages in length. But by 2010, it was over 70,000 pages long. So, do accountants know the whole tax code? Well, let's they, call Brad. Do they know all yeah, really. 70,000 pages? <laughs> That's why we never hear from Brad some, from oh, like busy. February to like yeah. May. He's working. <laughs> Uncle Sam wants you to be healthy. Here's some ways to get some tax breaks. Okay. If you quit smoking, you can write off any smoking cessation products or programs. If you have a life-threatening medical condition like diabetes, high blood pressure, or heart disease, if you can get a doctor to sign off on it, you can write off any diet or fitness products, classes, and programs. One person was able to write off the cost of their new pool because it was their form of exercise, as signed off by their doctor. However, had their doctor not signed off, it would have been a recreational item and they would have had to pay taxes oh so the doctor has to sign off yeah on it. you gotta get a doctor ah. to say that this is how they're going to lose weight this is their exercise program and now that's a write-off right there your entire pool it's olympic size swimming it's a pool. pool and i mean there, you'd be surprised the things that people have written off for their jobs yeah <laughs> wow in 1935 the u.s tax codes highest income tax bracket of 63 percent Applied to only one person. You want to take a guess of who that one person was that owed 63%? One person? Uh, what year? 1935. Oh, 30. Oh. Think of the richest. Rockefeller? You read this. I did not. Nelson is it, is Rockefeller. It, oh, no, Rockefeller, okay. Who earned over $5 million the previous year. Of course, and in, of course just smart. In 1935, <laughs> $5 million in 1935. That's a like, lot, yeah. That would be a, like a crazy amount nowadays. <laughs> so anyway, that's all wow. I got. Now that's lots of tax now stuff. Now you are edumacated on tax we facts. We are. That, that's what the theme song says. Because you, know, you want to get some edumacated on that. I learned a lot about taxes. You know, most because some of the some of the stuff you say in your in your in your spiel on on your what I'm thinking your your bit, <laughs> I kind of know, 
But I, I don't think I knew any of it. I just had an idea, and Uh-oh. people would probably hate it. Okay. But what if, what's a fair weather tax? Have you ever heard of fair weather tax? What if it's actually a thing to where uh, if the weather is nice mm-hmm. and you don't have to use your air or heating, you know, in the 70s, you know, in the springtime, mm-hmm. what if you were charged a tax? Or not really a tax, but a. What if the utility companies charge you a little extra or a little fair weather fee? Oh. And then that goes toward the crazy winter months when your electricity is so high. I don't know. I was just thinking. I think that's called average pay, honey. Well, they have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but what if, I don't know. Never mind. There Goodbye. was some crazy no, no. items that were taxed. Like there was at one point beards were taxed. Yeah. If you had more than two weeks of beard growth, you had to pay a certain tax. Um, Anything to the, get money. That's oh, a thing. at one point windows were taxed. Uh, I think that was in England or somewhere. So people started bricking over their windows. Oh. So they would have to pay less tax crazy well the thing that you know they make these tax laws there's always going to be the other side of people trying to figure out how they don't have to do it there's always a way to find a loophole and my gosh well i know i mean yeah my tax lady hasn't called me back yet i got to get a hold of her but yeah here's that time of year so i guess you know our tax guy needs to get on it yeah he hasn't done our taxes yet this year it's like may 17th Mm -hmm. i think it's may 17th yeah so we got a little bit of time actually tonight Tonight, today is April nineteenth, so so we've got that. All right, let's get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week, and this week's stormed our weather weather word of the week is to Shara because we don't have our special guest with us. Uh, this is easy, so but I thought it was interesting. So Shara, what is this week's stormed our weather weather word of the week? Now that you've said it's easy, no pressure. No, 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 no. <laughs> laminar flow. That's it. A laminar flow. Now, what does laminar flow mean? A flow in which the particles of a fluid move smoothly in parallel layers or sheets, i.e. without turbulence. So I just keep thinking, you know, when they let water out of uh, Table Rock into Taney Como, when it's, you know, it's just like a like an easy flowing river, just kind of... You put your, put your boat canoe on there, and you just kind of float down and without turbulence. And so, laminar flow. But that any fluid dynamic, it can be, you know, wind. It can be water. Okay. <laughs> any fluid. Speaking of dams and water, gasoline. Yeah. Okay. They started releasing from Beaver Dam today. Ooh. So what does that mean for us? Not much. Oh, okay. But I, I don't know why they're releasing it. Didn't say they don't really go into detail, but they should. I don't know if there's a problem with their generation units, but they they, they haven't got a lot of rain, so that can't be it. Yeah, we we yeah we haven't got a lot of rain, so but yeah, and they're not releasing a whole bunch. But I saw some video of them sounding the sirens and opening the gates, and that's pretty cool to watch if you've never seen that. And Beaver is located in it's near Eureka Springs. Near Eureka Springs, okay. Wow, flows into the yeah because. Yeah, we haven't had problems with flooding. Now, we've had, like, the past three or four nights, it's been raining overnight, but we're talking, like, what, tenth to a third Enough of an Enough to water the flowers, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing that's going to do anything. And, if and you wh- can ever be at one of the dams when they're getting ready to open the gates, that's cool. Oh, yeah. It's kind of exciting. Like, the last time we got to be at Table Rock Dam when they opened the gates, and 
just standing there waiting for the sirens to sound. It was cool. And then when they do, it's and like... And then just, yeah, after the siren like sound, horn. it sounds for a while. And then it's like all of a sudden that first gate starts opening. And then the second gate, and it was cool. Yeah. We're easily entertained. Really <laughs> no, no, it's it's cool because when the horn starts and then it goes up, it, it, because it's because it's echoing. I did a That's Facebook Live one time for Stormbar. I think that, that was the time. Was it uh, last year? A couple of years ago. Was it, was it last year? I really think it was just last oh, year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When they opened. Yeah. That's fine. They opened five of them. Yeah. They opened every other one. Or was that two years ago? No, it was last year. Last year? Are you sure? Oh, because Positive. last year, everybody was COVID last year. Right. So that's why we were so excited to get out of the house and oh, really? <laughs> go watch the damn gates open. <laughs> so we had nothing better to do. No, that, that's true. I remember like how close together everybody was at, and thinking like, yeah. COVID. Oh, okay. I remember. I remember being like, ooh, everybody's way too close together. Yeah, I do remember that. So, yeah, so you can go back in our videos on our Facebook page and and see that. You would, you would love that? Yeah. So, I guess we're going to get prepared for some snow. Eh, rain snow. You know, some people are saying, oh, it's a big snowstorm. It's not a big snowstorm. Nah. We're probably not even going to see much. I mean, I do think we're going to, when that band swings through... But it's not going to last long. So they're talking, you know, half inch or less. Man, Springfield can get a little bit more. Let's, I'm just curious to see, you know, by the time we go to bed, well, by the time I go to bed, <laughs> Cher's going to go to bed right probably after I'm this. I'm going to be asleep as soon as we turn off this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just to see if they're going to alter that at all. Because uh, all the short range models, the Wharf, the NAM, uh, all three, you know, all three. Of the the wharf suite and then the, the her and it was pretty much saying all the same thing about after one o'clock, kind of coming in and then to Southwest Missouri and switch over, and then it's just going to be gone as soon as it, you know, by ten o'clock or it's going to be gone. But then that's when the cold air is going to going to filter in. So we'll be watching for that. I don't know. Got anything else, Corey? I got a lot of damn video. I'm looking at it here. I did a search for Table Rock Dam. There's lots of. Video I've shot over the years. Yeah, on here. Does that on our Facebook page or YouTube? Uh, Facebook. I'm just looking at Facebook right now. We need probably to start, some on YouTube too. We need to start uploading. We do have a YouTube channel, but I mean, there's lots of time lapse stuff on there. We need, maybe that's what I need to do at some point is just start uploading more stuff to that because you're getting lots of cool drone video stuff, which yeah. I'd love to have library in that thing. So you can go check it out. YouTube. I guess it's YouTube's. Dot com slash Stormdar Weather, I guess. I don't know. Or search. Who knows? For, for Stormdar so. Weather. Yeah. So. But I do a lot of Instagram, too. I mean, I put it all on. Oh, that's right. Our, our Instagram All stuff. of our cool sunsets are on there. Yeah. And when you post there, it goes, it goes right to our page, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, Shara, you've enlightened us with fun facts in the Weather Word of the Week. You got anything else you want to add? I'm out of information. Okay, she. we have drained her dry of any type of information. <laughs> okay, well, I guess then it's probably time to wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>